I was just starting my yoga workout one morning not too long ago when I was reminded of a word that I wanted to learn more about. I really like the Yoga with Adrienne channel on YouTube. Her yoga makes me feel like I'm getting in a good workout without being super hard on my body. She just has a great balance of serious yoga and let's not push it yoga. Know what I mean? Anyway, I was starting out one of her workouts when she started talking about Sukha. That's spelled S-U-K-H-A. I had to look it up because that wasn't my first guess on how to spell it. The interesting thing is that the entire workout was Sukha, which made me really uncomfortable. I had the hardest time not wanting to stop not too long into the workout because it felt uncomfortable taking 30 minutes of my morning and all she was having us do was lightly stretching and breathing. That's an example of what Sukha is and I wanted to talk more about that on this episode today and use it to help us with our goal of becoming overburdened no more. I believe we're unique for a reason. When we use our gifts, we all benefit. When we compare ourselves with others, we feel overburdened. That's why I created this podcast, a weekly show about connecting to your time, your life, and yourself. My hope is that you'll leave not only believing in the dreams you feel pulled towards, but knowing you've had the ability within you to do them all along. Let's connect to our uniqueness and become overburdened no more. What is Sukha? I looked it up in a few different places just in case there was more to it than the yoga definition. Adrian of Yoga with Adrian on YouTube said that it's using your breath to tell your brain that it's okay to shift gears. I'll put the link for this workout in the show notes if you're interested in giving it a try. She also said that the opposite is steadiness, strength, support with the core, and that's called sthira. I'm not sure I'm saying that right. So the opposite of sthira is softness and easiness, which is sukha. And that's what I want to talk about today. Paley Canon, which I also had to look up, which is the Buddhist scripture, it says that sukha is referring to well-being and happiness in either this present life or future lives. In addition, it is a technical term associated with describing a factor of meditation which counteracts restlessness or worry. I think that's pretty cool. Well-being and happiness, something that counteracts restlessness or worry, I'm in. It's also a Sanskrit word, which I also had to look up. Now, I've heard the word Sanskrit used by Deepak Chopra, and I wondered what it was exactly. So this was a good time to get all these things figured out. Sanskrit is a classical language from South Asia. It's the sacred language of Hinduism and of historical Buddhism texts. All this stuff is so interesting to me. It's not stuff that I'm very familiar with, but I enjoy learning about things that I'm not familiar with. I like the way this language is used in Deepak Chopra's Abundance Meditations that I told you about in episode 62 of this podcast. That's about the extent that I use it, but I thought it was interesting to add a bit to my understanding of it. So back to Sukha and why I wanted to talk about it. Another definition of Sukha that I found in the yoga journal that really defines how I connected with it the most was this embracing where we are 
and reminding ourselves that it can be found everywhere. That just makes me smile. It also said that each pose in yoga should have an equal amount of svara, which is steadiness, and sukha, which is ease and joy. So I got thinking about that. Is there a way to find the same balance in our life? I'd like to say yes, there is. If we look past instant gratification or easy answers, I think that it's possible. Things do take time. Look at the world around us for an example of this. If you look at the way nature grows, it takes time and nobody's telling it to hurry. We all know that it is what it is. Can we do that for ourselves? Learning to allow things to happen as they naturally do takes a balance of sukha and sthera. While things sometimes feel anything but easy, even within that, we can feel support and softness as we move through it. How can you invite more sukha into the daily grind of your life? All right, as a side note here, I have to say that we need to stop calling it a grind. That's not helping anything. It doesn't feel very good to make you think that your life is a grind. Anyway, total side note. Okay, here's how we can invite more sukha into our life. Number one, breathe deeply. This is so huge. We take breathing for granted. I don't usually, or I never used to think about my breathing at all, but all breath is not created equal. When you slow down your breathing, when you feel your belly move in and out, when you relax your shoulders away from your ears, when you loosen the grip you're holding onto in your jaw and soften the skin of your face, it's a different kind of breath. Will you try it with me? Now, if you can possibly do this with your mouth closed, then do it. But as a lifelong mouth breather, I know this isn't easy for some of you, but I want you to try it anyway. Close your eyes and keep them closed until I tell you to open them. Don't worry, this isn't going to take very long. And if you can, close the door so you won't be disturbed. That will make it even better. Okay, put your hands in your lap. Your eyes are closed. Focus on your shoulders. Are they up close to your ears? Try gently pushing them down with the muscles in your shoulder. Feel your elbows getting heavier. Can you notice the difference? Now, turn your attention to your jaw, that space between your chin and your ears. Are your teeth touching? Relax the jawline down so they're not. Can you feel the difference? Next, notice the skin on your face. Is it tight or loose? Do what you can to loosen it. Think about relaxing the wrinkles anywhere on your face. Sometimes when I'm doing this part, I feel my eyes kind of move back into my head just a little bit. How does that feel? Now that you're more relaxed, we can turn our attention to our breath. Take a long, slow, deep breath through your nose. Pay attention to your body. Does your stomach begin to puff out? Do your ribs expand? Or do you feel it the most in your nostrils? It doesn't matter which of those places you feel your breath the strongest. Just move your attention to where you're feeling it 
when you breathe in. So you're breathing in. When you get to the top of that breath, hold it for the count of four, trying to keep the shoulders, jaw, and skin relaxed as you hold it. Now, gently let that breath out through your nostrils as slowly as you can, letting it all go. When there's no air left, hold that for the count of four again, still relaxing all of our points. Okay, go ahead and open your eyes and breathe regularly. Now you can repeat that as many times as you want to. That's the first way you can begin to experience sukha through your breath. Nothing calms down a racing mind or an anxious body like this type of breathing. Repeat it again and again and again until you feel your heart rate and your mind chatter slow down. When I go to fall asleep at night, I use this type of breathing. I've been practicing breath in meditation and yoga for a few years now, and above anything else it's done for me, it's helped me to be able to fall asleep at night. I concentrate on my breath and find the parts of my body that are tense, and then I focus on relaxing them. It's not always my jaw or my shoulders or my face. It can be my legs or my back or anywhere, actually. Try it and see where you're holding tension. So let's move on to the next way you can invite more sukha into your life. The second way is be patient. We all suffer from different ways that we find hard to be patient. I want people around me to do things on my timeline. I want answers to questions like yesterday. I want to avoid discomfort and just solve the problems before they happen. All of this is creating an expectation on something that we actually have no control over. Things happen at their own pace. Worrying and stressing about it doesn't help it happen faster. In fact, as you probably already know, it has the opposite effect. Sukha can help you find ease in the waiting. Number three, practice sukha without judging yourself. You're going to be bad at it at first. This isn't something that comes naturally to most of us. Pay attention to how you're feeling, but without judging it. When you start judging yourself, the sukha is gone. Judgment is the opposite of ease. Part of sukha is giving yourself the time just to pay attention and be honest about how you're doing. When you're doing well, Acknowledge that. Tell yourself, good job. No one else is likely to notice and you shouldn't expect them to. Besides, it's annoying to someone who's feeling stara to be told to relax. I'm not the expert on any of these things that I'm sharing today, but I am a student of them. I'm excited to keep learning about it with you and growing and getting better at letting my burdens go. One of the best ways I have to let go of the things that burden me has been through creating a morning routine that sets me up to focus on my purpose. I teach that morning routine in Camp Connection. I want more people to experience the benefits of Camp Connection and the tools in the first aid kit that I teach in that workshop. 
I want to share a discount code with my listeners here on the podcast today because I am so grateful for you and the support of my show. So when you go to register for Camp Connection, which you can find at hunkydory.com forward slash CC course and enter the code episode 85, you'll get $25 off. Make sure you use all caps and one word. I'll put all of that in the show notes to make it easier for you to find. While you're looking at the show notes, take a second and leave me a review for this podcast. I send my thanks in advance. Thanks for joining me here today. And remember, I see you. I understand how hard you're trying. And I'd like to help however I can. Have a wonderful day. And I'll see you back here next week. I'm so glad you showed up for you today. Remember, the connections you make with yourself are powerful, and that will spread to the people you love the most. Sending lots of love to you as always. Make it a great day, and I'll talk with you again next week.